for 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three decades of Rosie on the House. Hour number 10. 10? Hour number four. Ooh, we've been on for a <laughs> long time, man. Of our 10 o'clock hour. I had an extra long commute this morning. <laughs> Generally, my alarm goes off uh, after 4. It had to go off before 4 to get in today. Which I actually have some sad news. I think we lost Stumpy. I don't know. I think it, I've seen mixed reports. Have you? It was, it was, the light was awful. Uh, it was really, really early. But that juniper tree that they decorate on I-17... It was right in the middle of the burn patch that shut down I-17 northbound no. yesterday. I think we potentially may have lost Stumpy. I don't know. I'll I'll know driving back up in a little bit. Um, oh wait, on the way Scrubby. Back up. Scrubby is the tree. Scrubby. Name. Scrubby. What did I say? Yeah, you said Stumpy. Stumpy. Now, Scrubby. If the tree had burned, man, yeah, yeah, then it would have been. <laughs> Stumpy. Scru- Scrubby might be Stumpy now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. But mm, shame. Uh, it is the fourth hour and the 10 o'clock hour yes, of our is. weekly radio broadcast. And this is what we call our open home hour. It's open to you, the Arizona homeowner. Anything you want to talk about, our callers, our texters, our listeners, our emails dictate the conversation about anything you want to know, your home, castle, or cabin. And if we don't know the answer, we're going to do what we're going to do in the second segment. We've got a guest that's joining us out of Miami to talk about the pneumatic elevators. We had a call last week or the week before from a gentleman in Chandler, lived in a condo, loved it. They wanted to stay there, but as they're aging, they're having a hard time getting up to the second floor where the master bedroom is. And we've got, and they were looking for solutions, and this pneumatic elevator could be the solution for that homeowner. So we're going to bring uh, pneumatic elevators into the conversation next break uh but in the meantime we've got sandra wants to talk about a block wall in scottsdale a couple lines ringing ringing at one 767 text is 411-923 or email at info at rosyonthehouse.com before we start all of that we have our promotion team out on the street right now and lance location lance is joining us on the line where are you today sir Hi, this is Tracy. Uh, Lance just, just passed it over. We are out at Manzanita Pool in Tucson on the southwest side of town. I was going to say, what happened to Lance? There I know, Lance that doesn't Lance sound like Lance at all. <laughs> and doing what? So it's uh, August is Drowning Impact Awareness Month, and so and the reason why that is is because in Arizona statewide we tend to see. Uh, water incidents, drownings, and non-fatals rise in the month of August. And we attribute it mostly to back-to-school distractions and, and lax water safety rules since it's the end of the pool season. So we just want to keep the awareness going with our families that, you know, it's still hot out there. We're still utilizing the pool. Let's not be distracted by anything, and let's not have any more water incidents in August. And an interesting statistic I wasn't aware of until we uh, put the, our safety prevention video with you all uh, together earlier in July was you know, a lot of times you hear drowning and, and you associate that to kids and, and kids that haven't learned how to swim yet. But half the drownings are grown ups. 
That's absolutely true. We're seeing about 50-50, and a lot of people don't realize that. I think that children get, you know, a lot of coverage and heat on that, of course, because, you know, they're innocent in it. And, you know, we as adults have to, you know, set precautionary things and, and layers of protection in order to keep them safe. But it is happening with adults. We're seeing it on the lakes but we're seeing it in the pools too. And so, yeah, we just want to keep that message alive and think about that as an adult. Um, You should never, ever swim alone. You should always have a buddy. And if you had somebody with you, you know, the outcome of a drowning incident might be different. So thanks for bringing that up. That's super important. And this event going on today, you would get on I-19, head south, jump off on Irvine, head west, and... Yeah, it's, uh, it's actually Irvington. It's the second exit off of I-19. You head west, and we are just past Mission Road and got a beautiful pool out here. Pima County Parks and Rec open up Manzanita Pool for us for the day. They've got a splash pad. They've got this cool thing called a ghost ship obstacle course. Think of like an inflatable, uh, like jumping castle on the water. <laughs> it is cool. So oh, yeah, gotta, we're out here at Manzanita Pool off of Irvington, uh, just west of Mission Road. I got to do that. <laughs> that sounds oh, like it fun. It is cool. <laughs> we're gonna make Lance do it. <laughs> and you, you, all right, you're gonna need to video that for me. Okay, we will video that and send that. <laughs> He's got a big smile on his face. <laughs> and how long is that going on today? It's just from ten to noon. Um, we've got tons of vendors out here, community partners, Rosie on the house. You guys are out here talking about sometimes we don't think about water safety inside the house, but that's an important thing too. We see, you know, bathtub drownings year round and, uh, life jackets, game and fish is doing a life jacket exchange. So bring, bring your old used life jackets out here. They will replace them with a brand new one. And they've got all sorts of sizes, kids up to adult sizes. Um, the Drowning Prevention Coalition is also giving away free life jackets and just, just again, trying to keep that message alive. And that life vest, the closest in my family we've ever experienced a, a tragic accident was uh, Landry had a life vest on. And this was an extended uh, first step on the pool that was a big area. And somebody accidentally knocked her over face first. And her body wasn't strong enough to be able to lift herself up because that life, the way the life vest was holding her. So she was stuck face down in the water um, by the life vest. Wow. Yeah, it's important that we make sure that the kids have the proper size life jacket. A lot of people don't realize it's kind of like car seats. There's different shapes and sizes to them. So, yeah, you're right. Um, that could actually, if you don't have the right size on or something's going on with it, it could cause more damage. For example, the infant life jackets have a strap that goes between the legs. And, man, if you don't have that strap secured, that life jacket can come up over their face. Um, it really keeps it in place. So uh, we're out here educating people about that, what size you should use, how you should use them, when you should use them um, to try to prevent things like that from happening. Well, we appreciate what y'all are doing out there. And uh, in our water safety video we did with Melissa Sutton of the Drowning Prevention Coalition of Arizona, she's got, we've got a great illustration of those life vests. And what saved Landry was exactly what we preach in that, is a designated uh, person at all times doing nothing but watching the swimmers. And they talk about the importance of having that changed over every 10 to 15 minutes uh, just 
to keep keep fresh attention to it. And and that was what uh, saved Landry, having that that diligent person watching the water and the swimmers. We, down here in Pima County, we are spreading the ABCs of water safety. We're doing it statewide now because you're right. You have to have multiple layers of protection. So a life jacket isn't enough. That adult supervision is critical. And when it's not time to be in the water and so that adult isn't there, we need to have barriers in place. That's what the B is for, you know, pool fencing um, and self-closing, self-locking gates. And then the C is for classes. We want to make sure kids learn how to swim. A lot of adults don't even know how to swim. So we want to make sure people learn how to swim, take those swimming lessons. And the C, another class is CPR training. So when all the, you know, if the ABCs, you know, if the everything else fails and, you you know, something happens, you end up having a water incident, um, somebody has that training, those skills, because that can make a difference um, in the outcome of a drowning. And again, the location of this event going on till noon today in South Tucson? Yeah, southwest side. We are at Manzanita Pool off of Irvington, just west of Mission. Thank you so much, and we appreciate the work y'all are doing. And I'm happy to report, uh, and you can get more uh, details on that event in the events section at rosyonthehouse.com. Uh, We've gotten numerous calls and texts. Stumpy is okay. The Daisy Mountain Fire Station's Ooh. out of New River. Uh, got up there and saved it. So yes, Stump- on a much lighter note. Scrubby's still yes. there. <laughs> People were very intent for Dolan you to know that. Dolan Ellis is smiling. Yes. <laughs> Go to bed now. <laughs> All right, let's get to our first call. Uh, Sandra at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight. Rosie for you. Sandra, good morning. Good morning. Um, I will just go through it real quick. I live in an HOA. Uh, They built a cinder block fence. I painted the side that shows on my patio, and outside they did not paint. They're not intending to paint for some time. The problem is I have plants, and now efflorescence is showing on the exterior where it is not painted. They're going to find me for them not doing their job. Um, <laughs> what product can I put on that painted wall? I was going to try dry lock, but it doesn't go over paint. Right. So that's well, out. Well, Sandra, how how big a wall are we talking? How long is your backyard? Uh, we're talking about uh, 20 feet long and, you know, six and a half feet high. Okay. And is the efflorescence showing itself just down at grade level? On the other side of the wall, or is it the whole height of the wall? Uh, mainly, it's showing where I had the plants yeah. fixed to the wall, so it's up up a little higher. Um, grade level is showing a little blushing, but okay, and that, that could be the the black top that they put on. I'm and, not sure. And the other side of the wall, where the efflorescence is is showing itself, is not painted. It's still raw block. That's correct. Okay, here's here's a real quick easy thing that is going to buy you some time just get yourself a vinyl brush and some vinegar and water and you just brush that efflorescence off with a little vinegar water mix and you'll buy some time it'll clean the wall back up like it's brand new and then the homeowner association will have to find something else to get upset about (laughs) at least the efflorescence will be gone we appreciate the call. If you'd like to join the conversation, one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. We're going to see if we can get Miami awake this morning to talk about pneumatic elevators next.
A couple weeks ago, we received a call from a gentleman in Chandler who lived on a lake, and he's in a condo, and he and his wife love the property that they're at, but it's a two-story condo. The master bedroom's upstairs, and it's not quite as easy to get up those stairs with old joints anymore, and they were looking for a solution on how to get up and down the stairs, and they want to know about in-home elevators, which led us to do a little bit of research on affordable ways to do that because the last elevator we put in was a massive intrusive project and we found pneumatic vacuum elevators it's born out of miami another big retirement location for our aging in place and we've got stefan gruber on the line with pneumatic elevators to talk to us about their solution they have for aging in place if you're in a multi-story home and you want to stay there stefan thanks for taking a few minutes out of your saturday morning to join us Absolutely. We appreciate you guys and the interest. So I just got to know, how fast can I pneumatically launch Granny upstairs? <laughs> is, is it like so when you we, go to the bank got... and you put the little tube in? And... <laughs> in simple form, the technology is, yes, uh, similar to that. It's, it's an air-driven home elevator. Uh, so we are basically uh, using suction to create lift. Um, the elevators themselves travel at about 40 feet per minute, which is industry max for home elevators. So it's quite quick, um, you know, to get grandma or, for that matter, anybody just looking for an accessibility solution uh, or a, a, an aesthetically pleasing home elevator in their home. How much space will this take up inside the home? We have three models. Uh, we have a, a PVE-30, a PVE-37, and our PVE-52 and those are essentially one, two, and three passenger elevators, respectively. Uh, the model number actually it corresponds to the outside diameter of the elevator. So, for instance, the PVE 37 is, is truly a 37-inch outside diameter. 37 inches outside diameter. I mean, that's less than four feet. Correct. Yeah, that's, uh, you're, you're talking three feet, one inch on the, the PVE 37 model. Um, you know, a nice part, a very unique part of our equipment within the elevator industry itself, within the home elevator space, uh, is the fact that we don't need a shaft, a pit, or a machine room. So everything is completely self-supporting and self-contained, which makes it ideal for existing retrofit scenarios. And then for new construction, it makes it very easy to accommodate, not much to need to, to factor into the equation there. So on something that's three feet and one inch, I mean, this is a single-user lift. You wouldn't put two people on that at a time, or could you? Yeah, that's actually our two-passenger. Um, okay. it, it is rated for two people or 450-pound lift capacity. Um, it, it very much is a, a popular model of ours. Um, obviously, the people riding within a 37-inch diameter cylinder should know one another, but it is rated for two people. <laughs> Yes, should know should know each other. Um, it, well, we're, we're also talking home elevators, so I would imagine that you know if you're riding in an elevator with somebody within their homes that you know them and probably know them quite well. And I'm sure it's different because the install on each home is going to be a little different. But from the manufacturing side, what are the price ranges of these three models? So um, for the middle model, just to use uh, more or less as an average, for the middle model, for two stories, we see it market at around thirty-five to forty thousand for the sale and installation of the elevator, and that's for our two-stop PVE thirty-seven. Man, I would imagine that's something that you could probably—I wouldn't say fully recover your money on on a resale, but if you were in a retirement community and you had a, an airlift elevator over your next neighbor, I—I I bet you your home would be a, 
a, definitely a competitive advantage on a seller's market. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it, it's you know tough to say exactly because obviously the market goes up and down um, as far as the you know the the, the selling points uh, you know and value of the home. Um, but what it does do for certain is it does increase the buyer pool um, that would be considering your your you know the home that you'd be selling. So uh, you have a fully certified home elevator within your home. Um, and obviously, anybody that's in need of that, it, it checks that box. And y'all have other product lines as well, other than just elevators. You've got several different functions of pneumatic lifting. Right now, we've got the three uh, models, uh, the residential elevators, and that's what we're specific to internationally. Uh, you know, we manufacture here in Miami. Um, I'm excited to say that uh, we are now approved in all 50 states. Uh, as mentioned before, it is a fully certified elevator by the American Society of Mechanical Engineers. Most recently, and lastly, interestingly enough, that we're on the line here with you, was the state of Arizona, where we did receive our formal approval just a few days ago. <laughs> Excellent. But uh, as far as the actual uses, right now it's just the three models of the vacuum elevators. Our largest model uh, is wheelchair accessible, and internationally it's used in some light commercial applications. Now, when we reached out to y'all, you had copied a contracting company out of California for the install or of this area. Now, does he have the whole area, or if a contractor in Arizona is looking to add this as an additional service, you know, could, so could someone... That company a- is a longstanding dealer of ours. Um, they're based out of... Uh, their, their corporate headquarters is in Southern California, but um, they're, they're throughout Arizona, Nevada, and California. So they've got multiple locations. Um, to that effect, though, we, we sell our product through dealers throughout the country and throughout the globe. Um, so they are an authorized dealer of ours and obviously, uh, you know, licensed. And uh, we've got our first few projects already getting off the ground here in the state of Arizona since we got our approval in place. Outstanding. Well, thanks for spending a few minutes to help educate our Arizona homeowners about you all service, that this is available and it is something that is approved for install. And if you've got a uh, an interest in it, uh, the website for listeners? is www.vacuumelevators.com. Uh, again, uh, we've been around for 18 years here, the unique nature. We don't need a shaft, pit, or machine room, so stay in your home uh, and do so uh, affordably and elegantly. Stefan Gruber, thank you, sir. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you guys for including us here. Oh. <laughs> what so. was that? <laughs> Oh, I know. I, okay. I've got I, Diamondbacks tickets. I We try and do the second segment of each hour, and uh, our interview took up that whole hour, which that's a pretty cool option. What do you think about that? Pneumatic, Pneumatic elevators? Elevator. That's pretty slick. You know, if I had two stories, yeah, that would be fantastic. <laughs> I just think, you know, I, I see grandkids coming over, seeing grandma and grandpa and all that. Can we ride in the elevator? They're going up and down <laughs> like that, so... So I'm dragging my feet kind of real time because when they gave me the Diamondbacks tickets, they already sealed them. So I have no idea what we were giving away. <laughs> <laughs> this is Colorado Rockies versus Arizona Diamondbacks, Monday, August 19th, first pitch, 6.40 p.m. And it does come with a parking pass. Our winner last week was actually out of Tucson. And he said, what are the seat numbers? Because I want to buy some more to bring some friends, and these are row 18, seats one and two. It's right in the dugout box. I mean, you're Ooh, you're, yeah. you're right up 
off of that stretch from third plate to home. It's a great seat if uh, if the game is one that gets a little action, not one of these that go on for nine innings and it's like a one nothing. <laughs> well, run. They've been struggling a little bit, but they're still in the wild card run. They're going. They're going to have to stay on it. And it is the Rockies, which is a opponent in the division. So, still, hot dog and a beer, watching ball game, can't beat that. Can't beat that. So, we do a text giveaway. You text to 411-923. That's 411-923. And we have my, – my computer is not pulling up the trivia question. Did, did you read the newsletter? All right, oh. it was supposed to be a trivia question. Let's just make something up. Okay. It was about the cottonwood trees. So that was the Arizona State Parks, but we'll do that again. Oh, okay. And congratulations to our winner. A gentleman out of Eloy won our state park passes this week. True or false, the cottonwood tree uh, can grow six feet a year and is related to Aspen. True or false, 411-923. We'll just do a repeat of that. Good job. Okay. <laughs> we've got the lines loaded up, but we're going to take care of our weekly to-do first. We've got manager... Of A Authentic Garage Doors on the line with us, Raymond Egan. If you get our weekly newsletter, uh, we have a weekly to do in that just one thing a week to keep up with the home maintenance. And if you haven't taken care of your garage door in a while this week, we focus on the garage door. Good morning, Raymond. Good morning. How are you this morning? Good. Thanks for joining us. This is one of those few to dos that we don't recommend uh, much do it yourself work on. That is true. That's. One of those things we just expect to work every time you push the button and suddenly we're surprised when it doesn't, but nobody gives it any attention uh, until it's broken. And what attention do our garage doors need from us? Well, common things that can be done, uh, and lubrication is probably the simple one that everybody can do, and um, checking door balance is the other one that is listed in the tip right there on the the House website. Um, door balance is one of those things that is an indication of your spring doing its job or not doing its job and relatively simple to do. A recommendation is to do it once or twice a year. I mean, certainly you could do it monthly, but once or twice a year is more than sufficient. And basically closing your garage door, um, so it is in the closed position using your motor and then releasing it with the emergency pull cord and then see how it feels. You want to, your, your garage door opener is not designed to lift the door. It's just supposed to guide it up and down. All the work is done by those springs. And so when you lift it by hand, it should be no heavier than about a gallon of milk. Uh, you, you should never struggle to get out of your garage if you need to open it manually. And when you lift that door and bring it up to about the halfway point, it should stay there. Uh, even maybe start to want to work its way up a little, but it should never come crashing to the ground. And then you should be able to lift it all the way to the up position, and it should stay there. Again, not wanting to fall down. So if you were home alone, had to let yourself out of the garage because you had an, an opener issue or no power, you know that the door is going to stay up and it's not going to slowly roll down as you're backing out, causing, of course, another issue. So that's probably the most common thing that people overlook to, is how to feel that. Certainly you don't want to do any adjustments or work on springs yourselves because that's where we come in. But checking it is very something that can be done very safely. And then lubrication being the one that can be done, and everybody's the best judge of their own uh, garage door. You know what the normal sounds are, and you know when that sound changes. And when you start to notice things getting a little noisier, that's the time to lubricate. And we recommend using either a silicone spray or a white lithium grease in a spray form. And kind of the rule of thumb is you want to lubricate things that move and nothing that doesn't. 
real common misconception is you want to spray into your tracks, as an example. And that's actually not true. You want to keep those clean. You want your rollers to roll. You don't want them to slide. So lubricating all your hinges throughout the door, all those pivot points, um, the rollers themselves, if they have bearings, um, a lot of rollers out there are not ball-bearing rollers, and so you're just lubricating where the, the little roller is. And then the springs themselves can actually be sprayed with that same lubricant. Uh, lubrication of a spring uh, can actually increase its life cycle by up to 40%. So it's actually real critical to make sure you're lubricating those those parts. That was uh, a that was a brand new tip. We had a authentic out at the house just a couple weeks ago, and we were visiting about. I've got very very heavy doors. They're Luan mahogany. They're just grossly heavy, and the uh, unit which was about 20 years old, finally passed out. And so they were replacing that. But the technician was saying, spray the springs. And and I have to say, that was something I never knew of before. Yeah, and that, that cycle life is actually something I learned recently. Going through a certification program in our industry, um, that was actually some of the engineers passed on just how important that lubricant is. And that 40% fat really stuck out to me because springs are rated in cycles. So every time a door goes up and down, that's a cycle. And so everybody's life cycle is different just based on usage. And most people get your front door. So it gets used a lot more than you really realize. And as an industry standard, the default on most new homes is 10,000 cycles. 10,000 cycles sounds like a lot, but when you start doing the math, it goes away pretty quickly. But even more so, if you're not lubricating it, you're shortening that cycle drastically. So yeah, lubrication on springs is also something you realize makes things a lot quieter. And you had made the point of saying a silicon based. I have, you know, WD forty has been a great product for a lot of years, and there's still a lot of uses for it. But as a once solve all for everything, oiling and squeaking, silicon's really taken its place. It really has. WD forty we found in garages um, is a short term fix, but the problem is it seems to attract dust more than some others without keeping it out of the fine little pieces and the. The, the instant effect, of course, is cleaning out and giving you a nice clean film. But if you're not doing it super regularly, it just attracts dust and makes a mess. So white lithium grease spray is what we actually use in ours. Um, and the same thing, it kind of creates the film that protects it. So the lubricants stay where they're supposed to and keep the dust on the outside of that. And if you find yourself stuck in your garage and need a garage door expert, you can find Raymond at A Authentic Garage Door. Uh, you have... This is a loaded question. Do you happen to know the number to your office? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's several of them. We get the question all the time. You'll see one number on one ad and a different number on another ad. And that's nothing more than us trying to make sure we know what ads work. But our, our main number is 602-678-1089. Again, I believe there may be a different number on the Rosie site, but trust me, all phone numbers get there. Uh, we do carry 480, 602, and 623 phone numbers just so everyone recognizes. We do serve the entire valley we're not although we're located in north phoenix our technicians yeah nice all over nice new uh storage facility y'all put together in the last year yeah it's actually been uh we're coming up on two years here in october and uh yeah fifteen thousand square feet that we've got there under roof where we store not only all the parts necessary but doors so if uh, somebody has an unfortunate event on friday night or saturday morning where they go driving through their door chances are they don't have to wait for monday because not only do we not charge extra for nights or weekends we also keep doors in stock for those emergencies. So we, we're there to cover everybody every day of the year, except uh, 
Easter, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. We do spend that time with our families. And for all those reasons and many, many more, that's why you all are a Rosie on the House certified partner. Thanks for your time this morning, and you enjoy the rest of your weekend. You guys do the same. Thank you. Thanks, Raymond. The garage door, the the biggest appliance you have at your house. Right. For many of you, it's the largest architectural feature. And moving feature. And moving feature <laughs> on the house. And, and we ignore it. That oiling this springs uh, was brand new to me. And uh, they told me once a month. So I went and bought a couple cans, spray it, and it hopefully will get... I got pretty good use out of the, the last 20 years. Maybe I'll get another <laughs> And that was white lithium spray? Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah. Okay. Hey, let's go to the phone. We've got somebody that's called in, Bob. Uh, let's see if we can take care of Bob before we go on with the rest of our content. Hey, Bob. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? What's your issue, buddy? Uh, sewer odor in my house, and it's intermittent. It's not all the time. Uh, I notice it's in my neighborhood, too. I don't know about the houses, but in the sewer uh, manhole covers. But it's intermittent. I I had the city come out. I mean, this has been going on for years. I had the city come out, uh, did a smoke test, and they didn't find anything, no smoke in the house. Uh, Bob, do you have a flat roof or a pitched roof? Pitched. Okay. And at the very top of that pitched roof... We call that the peak. Which direction does right. which direction does the peak run? Does it run east and west? Yes. Okay. And where's your front door? North or south? Front door is south. Is south. Okay. And are you picking up the majority of the odor when you're in the backyard? The north side of the house? No, the odor outside is really mainly in the street by the manhole covers. Oh, that may that may be a completely different issue. When you mentioned that it was a neighborhood issue, uh, that's going to be tough to solve. But I can tell you, if it's an isolated issue and it's just your house, if you'll just go pick up some 4-inch ABS pipe at the hardware store and extend all your roof vents another couple feet, that will almost always... Get rid of sewer smell inside your house, and you know, in your, and in uh, and around your well, backyard. Yeah, I, I did that several years ago and stuck them up there, and it didn't help. I, I know I got that one vent is off my master bath, which is most of the smell seems like it comes from there, and the one from the kitchen's tied into that oh. vent, but, oh, okay. and it's right by the air conditioner. Okay, well, if the extension doesn't work, then we could then we go in with um, odor eater carbon filters that we place on top of those sewer vent caps. And if that doesn't work, then we go with a power ventilator that creates a negative pressure in your entire plumbing vent system, and we shoot the odor 10 to 15 feet up in the air. Now, that costs about as much as running a 40-watt light bulb, so it doesn't cost very much during the the month but sometimes we then get a phone call from a neighbor two doors downwind from you that now is picking up a sewer order and we have to go solve it for them but if the extensions didn't work we go to odor eater carbon filters 
And if that doesn't work, then we go to power ventilator. And that's if the problem's originating in your house. If it's originating at the manhole cover in the middle of the street, we got to skin that cat a whole different way. Yeah, that's that's something to the city. And if they came out and did a test and showed nothing, well, squeaky wheel gets the grease. Just get a couple more neighbors together, get them back out there, and just keep on it. And the answer is true. Cottonwoods can grow six feet a year, and they are in the Aspen family. Congratulations to our winners. Our first one was a gentleman out of Eloy. Don't know our second winner yet, but the last four digits of their phone number in, in one, four, seven, seven. So enjoy the Diamondbacks game. And we're going to have to figure this out because generally we give it a week ahead of time so the mail has time to deliver. This is a Monday game, so one of you guys are going to have to go drop this on wheel call or something. Pony Express. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm ponying north right after this. <laughs> we got a jackpot in Chino at Olson's uh, Arena that I'm running to. <clears throat> so someone else is going to have to go south. Well, <laughs> this should be pretty good because uh, the last time I think the Rockies were in town, we actually won the series. But for years, Rockies have just had our number. Mm-hmm. I mean, every time they're on the field together – we, we know we're just going to be swept off the field. So hopefully maybe we figured something out here. We can give them a good run for their money. Wall Street Journal's mans- mansion section that comes out on Fridays had a fun article about the porch swings with a sway, and it's three new designs and porch swings. You know, Just when you think you can't, you, you didn't know what you didn't need. Check out this new porch swing. It's designed so you can sit there and look at the other person that you're talking to instead of being side by side. Okay. So I thought that was kind of a clever very good. Clever way. They've got some a new modern one that looks very sleek and not very comfortable at all. Uh, but the there's four different new features in porch swings that they highlight, and all four of these are made by different uh, American manufacturings from four different places around the world. A little bit more than I probably would spend. This one that uh, sits together, that's $1,500. I think I could probably build that for a little less than $1,500. It's awful pretty. But it's free shipping, and it comes out of Montgomery, Alabama. Another one, it's got twin-sized cushions. This one's made out of Johns Island, South Carolina, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and... Othiel, Kansas. I've never heard of Othiel. John's Island, South Carolina, was built for front yard swings. <laughs> that God made that part of the country for front porch swings. That's beautiful country. Absolutely beautiful. Shall we take Mike calling from Tucson real quick as our last caller for the show? Good morning, Mike. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Uh Again, listening to your last segment, I've been using um, Keflon spray for the uh, rollers, and I figured that uh, with the springs, Keflon is really good with friction and what have you. And that wasn't mentioned, and I wonder if I'm using the wrong product. Well, the Teflon spray will work fine, Mike. As a matter of fact, what we were talking about was white lithium. There's many, many white lithium Teflon sprays. DuPont makes one. Liquid Wrench makes one. So 
You may even, in fact, be using a white lithium Teflon. But I wouldn't quit using the Teflon. Use it up, and if the next can you buy, just make sure it's a white lithium Teflon. The white lithium adds a little bit more front-end lubrication as opposed to the long-term Teflon. Okay? Okay. I'll absolutely be sure to uh, make sure that I do that. Okay, man. I appreciate your time information. You bet you, bud. We appreciate you listening. Helping every way we can. Did you see the news from CAP? It was a newsletter on Wednesday? Or I guess it was Thursday. Uh, Whatever. No, I didn't. So the drought contingency plan <clears throat> will begin tier zero rationing January 2020. First time we'll Ever. end up implementing. And this is a result of the new, uh, <clears throat> the new drought contingency plan revision. And Lake Mead hitting... Uh, just shy of nine of ten ninety, uh, and I don't know how they're measuring that. You know, or, or is that feet in elevation? Is that depth of water? Is that cubic feet? I've I've heard that ten ninety, but uh, I'm going to their public water users meeting on Wednesday at their headquarters to see what I can learn there for. But tier tier zero begins a new era of. So it's just one more reason to be efficient with our water, be responsible with our water. You know, Water Use It Wisely is a campaign that for years has said enough to use, not enough to waste. And you know, the, the more we can manage our water, the less restrictions uh, okay. we're going to end up with up the line from... Yeah, I was going to say Arizona's cutting its Colorado River water use by 7% starting in 2020. But because of our conservation efforts, it won't be much of a difference. So there's oh. your percentage at least. <clears throat> and I know that this affects the farmers most, but yeah. I'm, I'm more curious about what tier rationing does it start affecting homeowners and it's, the population? And what, it's, what does that mean? Because it's not like any of our homes – have the ability so she, for the city to just shut off, you know? Does it mean that they're going to go around policing if you have a lawn and if you're watering it? Uh, car washing. Now, those are the two things that come to mind when they implement those restrictions in California. <clears throat> Y'all have a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning, or rest of the, your Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, rest of your weekend. We'll be back next Saturday, starting at 7 o'clock sharp. If you've got questions in the meantime, R-O-S-I-E on thehouse.com or one 767 4348 We answer that number all week long. <laughs>